You're listening to another episode of the Small Business Saturdays podcast. Welcome to Small Business Saturdays, the Small Business Saturdays podcast, with your host and my husband, and my dad, Aaron Montgomery. Join the conversation. Let's talk some business. Welcome into Small Business Saturdays. Good morning, good morning, good morning. I hope you guys are doing well. My name is Aaron Montgomery, and you can find me at OurSuccessGroup.com. I am excited today to be talking to you about feedback and being the the key to success. So we know that feedback comes in all shapes and forms and sizes and (laughs) varieties, right? And really important to our success that we learn to read and understand the feedback so that we can continue to grow and improve. And, And really, I believe this is of vital importance to the fundamentals of success. We are into week 11 of 13 of the fundamentals of success. And this is kind of where the the rubber really starts to meet the road. So all those actions that we've been taking and talking about, they're they're going to be getting better and better. And even the so-called failures, you're moving in a positive direction. Before I get into this, I wanted to, to just kind of talk about that real quick, right? When we talk about moving in a positive direction, I was having a conversation yesterday after the half with my good friend, Eric Campbell, and we were talking about that, right? The belief that the only way to get to success is to just this straight line forward. You always have to be making positive steps and, and every step's got to be forward, forward, forward. And that, you know, if you take a step back, then you're completely have derailed yourself or you take a step to the side, you've completely disrailed yourself. And I argue, and, and the, the truth is, is that any action you take is a positive action. Even if it in its result feels like it's a step back, you still have the opportunity to learn from that. So it's still a step forward. A step off to the side is still an opportunity to be heading in a positive direction. So first and foremost, I just want everybody to realize that we, we need to stop worrying so much about what the action is going to result in or, or if it's a failure or what I'm going to look like and get over all of those things and just take action right? and just be willing to take those actions. So, um, with, with that in mind, I want you guys to have that as your kind of mindset, as we talk about feedback here today is this action that we take, the the things that we're, um, going to be doing, let's not put any weight in the results of them. Let's not put any, uh, let's have really high intentions. Let's have that belief that it's going to work out. But we need to, to leave that action with low attachment to the outcome. That's that's the way I've, I've always said it there. So um, before we get into feedback here, though, let's just go through. I'm going to look over at my list here to make sure I cover them all for you and get them right. Hey, everyone. Aaron here real quick. Sorry for the brief interruption. If you are getting anything out of Small Business Saturdays, please head over to OurSuccessGroup.com forward slash SBS. We're going to send you some free resources and give you some more information about our success group and how we might be able to help your company even more. Thanks for tuning in. Now back to the podcast. But uh, let's go through the, the first 10 that we've gotten through here till today, and then we'll get into feedback. And I actually have a helper over here on the side. She's not going to be on camera, but she's going, you'll, you'll hear Kyleen helping me a little exercise that we're going to do here probably in about five minutes or so. So 
just giving her a little timing that way she doesn't have to just stand down here in the basement with me um all right so the first 10 of the fundamentals of success the very first one was empower yourself that's the taking 100 responsibility that's our e plus r equals o meaning we have the power to create all the outcomes we want we have everything that we need to create those outcomes we just have to choose those things we have to get out of the blaming complaining um and and you know woe is me the commiserating right i mean I still see it a lot around me, right? And, it, and it, I, I try to remove myself from that. Oh, this happened, this bad thing. And oh, my day was terrible. Okay, yep, cool. And, but are you choosing to move forward, right? And so I would say, let's focus on the, hey, this is how I overcame. This is, th let's focus on the solution. So that's number one, empower yourself, right? Number two, find your purpose, when we're living in our greatness zone, in our purpose, what it is that we're meant to do. And I don't, I know some people are like, oh, you know, I don't have a special purpose kind of thing. Not true at all. And I think what gets us is we all think that our special purpose, the thing that we need to do has to be grandiose and, and change the world. Um, I love what I get to do, right? I love sharing. I love trying to make uh, an impact on people and being of significance. But I'm not going to fool myself and think that, you know, I, I'm going to change the world. I'm going to change my world. I'm going to change the people around me that choose to be around me because they like what I'm saying, right? And then I'm hopeful that that will become a ripple effect, right? I can change myself. I can change my world, right? Change myself internally. And then that will ripple out. But that's that's my greatness zone, right? And, and so... That doesn't have to be yours. Yours could be creativity. Yours could be empathy. Yours could be caring. Yours could be whatever it is. And that is your special thing. And the moment you start actually choosing to be in that and make that what you do day in and day out, that what you're focused on, A, your life's going to be way better. B, the people around you are going to get better and it'll ripple out, right? So ultimately you will affect the whole world. You just might not know about it. <laughs> so um, that, that's number two, find your purpose, you know, live in your significance. Uh, number three is decide what you desire. What, what are our wants? What are our, the things that, uh, you know, 101 goals list or, or just, just all the things that you want and desire. And don't let that, that, fear of being greedy or egotistical or whatever, get in the way of focusing on those. You need to embrace those things because those are actually the little markers that tell you you're living in your greatness zone, right? So what, what is it that you want out of life? That way you could go get it. Um, and what is it that you want out of your business? That way you can go get it, right? So, um, all right, that was number three. Number four was reignite self-trust. We have to make it possible by first believing it, right? The, the whole concept of I'll believe it when I see it is actually completely backwards. And the reality is you will not see it until you believe it. So you must believe it before you can see it. And so we have to reignite that self-trust. We have to believe in ourselves and, and be willing to then uh, go out and, and take the actions, right? And we'll get to that in one second. Uh, number five, be a goal getter. So we're going to basically use the law of attraction. We're, we're going to be positively focused on a very clear goal in a very specific way. And once we do that and we put our efforts towards that, 
and we allowed ourselves to, to work towards it each and every day, then um, you will be super surprised at what starts showing up for you. Um, all right, number six, take productive actions. Spend most of your time moving towards what you want. And we're kind of talking about that a little bit here today as we're talking about taking actions, but we're going to talk about how we keep it going forward, right? Again, just when I went back to at the beginning here, even if it feels like a step back, it's still a step forward. So we need to be taking positive, uh, sorry, taking productive actions. And then number seven, be willing to do the work, right? We, you can, it's one thing to, yes, we have to believe it first, but I can't just sit here in my basement and go, I believe it, I believe it, I believe it, and then do nothing and then go, uh, why am I not successful? I really believe it. I, I believe it at my core. You have to take action, right? We have to practice, practice, practice. We have to be willing to do things every day. We have to be persistent. Um, you know, so show up all the time. And, and even when you don't feel like showing up and, and taking action and being persistent and just build that momentum, right? So that's be willing to do the work. Number eight was to mastermind our way to success, really kind of bring more than success is a team sport. I don't care if you're a solopreneur doing this on your own. Success is a team sport. So you need to surround yourself with other people that are willing to be in that a rising tide lifts all boats mindset and, and work towards things, right? I mean, even just a little, I just need an answer to this question or gosh, I don't know about this to, hey, I'm having this big challenge. What would you suggest? And, and getting these ideas and and uh, and using the power of the mastermind, right? So um, that comes from the book, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. So, um, all right. So that was eight. Number nine was Conquer Fear and Thrive right? Um, most of the things that are actually in our way to success are fears, limiting beliefs, uh, which, which are just fears that, uh, because fear is just a fantasized experience appearing real. Um, I was so blessed to be able to present on conquering your fear at the mountaintop motivation summit. And it felt so good to be able to share, share that. Right. But was I scared? Absolutely. I'm on a virtual stage with 20 other like amazing, super smart people that, uh, you know, I want to be like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh boy, how do I fit into this? Right. So all those fears, all those limiting beliefs, I'm not good enough showed up. And yet I was able to still thrive because I took the steps that, uh, that we talked about there. All right. And then last week we talked about surrounding ourselves with success. Um, just, you know, avoiding toxic people and, and kind of, creating that bubble around you that is going to help you do more and be more right that way we can make those ripples more powerful as they go out because we have other powerful people around us and you know and understanding hey you know what sometimes people are just going to choose to be toxic choose to be negative choose to be um woe is me all the time and so you got to make some hard decisions, right? You either need to start limiting your time. You need to have the conversations with them, that type of thing. You need to be willing to speak out and, and share. All right. So that leads us into today, right? So now we're in feedback is the key. We talked a little bit about it already. So let's get into this here. Like all things, we have to define it first, right? If, Cause if we don't know what it is, if we don't understand what, it, what its roots are, um, then we're never going to be able to, um, figure out how to put it to use or, or use it or whatever. So we, we always have to start with why, right? We always have to define it. Now, 
with feedback, there are two types of feedback. There's positive and negative. And most people, me included, prefer the positive feedback, right? It's winning the big job. It's being praised by someone. It's that five-star review. It's the community award. It's people telling you you were good enough, right? That Those are positive bits of feedback. And um, it feels good. It tells us that we're going in the right direction, right? This is very powerful feedback. And when we receive the kind of feedback, we have to then kind of go, great. Yes, I'm feeling good. How can I amplify that? How can I make that a repeatable process? What did I do to get there, right? So what steps did you take to win the big job? Why was somebody praising you? What was the root of the five-star review? You know, what, what service stood out to them? How did you support your community to win that award? So we've got to amplify those things. So that's the first type of feedback. The second type of feedback is the negative feedback. This is where most of us will shy away from it. We'll try to avoid any negative feedback, right? So negative feedback could be things like there were no sales from your recent ad campaign. Maybe you're being criticized for an action that you took. Uh, you get that one-star review. Um, ugh, you know, you, you get that shivery shake when, you, when that happens. You, you're not feeling part of your community and so on and so forth, right? So all those negative bits of feedback, you know, this feedback, we shy away from it because it hurts our feelings. And if we allow it, it makes us lose belief in ourselves. But important fact there, if we allow it, it makes us lose belief in ourselves. So we do typically do everything we can to avoid it. But I would argue that this feedback might be even more valuable than the positive feedback. There's so many clues in this type of feedback that allows you to quickly make course correction. And it's really a better compass than the positive feedback. <clears throat> in fact, uh, a really smart marketing guy that I love and follow, uh, his name's Jay Bear. He wrote a whole book about actively working to dig up all the negative feedback you can from your customers. The book's called Hug Your Haters. And, and that's the basis of it. How, <clears throat> how can we get more negative feedback so we can make more corrections to our business and make it better and better all the time? So that negative feedback, it gives you a greater opportunity to improve and get you closer to your idea of success faster. So to reach our goals more quickly, we need to welcome and embrace and actively seek out all types of feedback, including negative feedback. So let me give you an example of how feedback might work. And just to make it easy, I'm going to be describing it here, uh, but you'll have to visualize this in your mind. And so let's just say the goal is for person A to walk to person B. Now, in the normal world, that's fairly simple. We use the feedback that we see, we see the path in front of us, and we start taking one step in front of the other. But let's say that um, for whatever reason, we can't see, right? That we're person A and we cannot see the path forward. Um, all we can see is person B and person B can see everything and, and they can give us feedback. So let's just play this out and see how that would work. If person A is trying to get to person B. Here's the first example of how feedback might work or might not work. So person A is ready to start and person A is ready to give them instructions. And then person A just stands there. They don't move, they just stand there 
they're waiting for somebody to tell them what to do. But feedback only happens when you start taking an action. So person B is not giving them any feedback, right? So that's the first way. Now, person A's figured that out. They figured out they have to take some action. So person B is going to be giving them constant feedback. And so person A is maybe going to be veering off to the left and person B will be saying off course, off course, off course. Now they'll come back and course correct and they'll come back towards person B on course, on course. Maybe now they start veering off to the right, off course, off course. Now they then person A comes back and is heading back towards person B on course, on course. And, but then they veer off again, off course, off course. And they're veering back on course, off course, off course, off course. See, and person B is just giving them constant feedback because person A is taking actions. But ultimately, person A reaches person B because they've made those course corrections. They've listened to the feedback. So this is the way that we have to act in our business. We, we need to stop waiting for someone to tell us what to do. We need to stop pondering and we need to start taking action. The more actions we take, the better. And then we can listen for feedback and make those course corrections. That's the first part, right? We have to be open to feedback. We have to understand what it is and then be open to it. And then after that, we have to accept the feedback, right? So it's one thing to understand what it is and to seek it out, but it's a whole different thing to then accept it. Now, we don't have to act on every single bit of feedback, but I did have to accept it and be willing to listen for the next bit of feedback. So most people are terrible at receiving feedback, especially negative feedback. I know I was for many years and it's still something that I work on. Now, I would get negative feedback and I'd want to explain myself, right? And so first, I want to take a look at some of the most common ways that we respond to feedback, and then we can share what to do instead. So I, I won't do this as, as examples necessarily here. I'm going to try to explain them, but maybe I'll put a little inflection into it here for you. All right. So the first way that people might uh, take in feedback that we don't want to do, and and maybe as you guys are listening, you can, uh, you know, just make a note to yourself. If you are in the live version here, you can pop into the comments if you've ever responded to feedback in this way. So the first one is we just cave in and quit. We get feedback and we're just deflated and we just stop, right? And, ah, uh, I'm never going to reach my goal. You know, I, I, uh, I, and I keep getting all this negative feedback and I'm just going to quit, right? So that's one way that people sometimes respond to feedback that we don't want to do. The second way that we sometimes respond to feedback is that we'll get mad at the source of the feedback. Oh, well, you know what? You're just a jerk too. So, right. And, and we'll, we'll try to deflect back by getting mad at them. We'll, we'll meet their feedback with negative feedback back their way and not even really take the time to truly understand what, it is that they're trying to say to us, right? And we're not making any judgments about how this feedback is delivered to you. None of that is important. All you can control if we go back to fundamental number one is your responses, right? So that's number two, get mad at the source of the feedback. Number three, is, which was my go-to, was to counter the source of feedback, Right. So it's almost kind of like getting mad at them a little bit, but kind of like, oh, yeah, well, 
you're saying I'm not doing a good job. Well, you know, you could have done a better job too. And, um, you know, I'm going to explain myself. This is why I did it. I'm going to counter that. Right. And how do you think the people that are providing the feedback are going to feel about that? Do you think they're going to be ready, willing, and able to provide other feedback to you if you're countering them all the time? Right. So I was shutting off my feedback lines that I needed to get better by countering all the time. And again, not saying <laughs> this is not something I can work on and I continue, but if I make it intentional and I think about it, I can do better every time. And then the fourth most common way uh, is just ignoring the feedback altogether. Going, well, pff, I, I'm right. It doesn't matter, right? So it does, I'm just going to keep keep charging on, right? I'm, I'm going to keep walking myself off the cliff because I believe that if I walk off this cliff, it's going to be where I need to go, right? So I'm just ignoring all feedback. La, 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 la. Okay. So those, those are the most common ways. Like I said, if you're listening in live here, how, how do you, how have you maybe responded to feedback in that way? Um, so with that being said, let's talk about what we should do instead. So whether we're on course or off course, <laughs> Jerry says, I have had all those at the same time. Yeah. Jerry, you are not alone, sir. Um, I, I like, <laughs> I know what my most common ones are, but yes, I have used every single one of those in, in, in time myself. So, all right. So whether we're on course or off course, if we take in the feedback, we can know to stay on course or course correct along the way, if we take in the feedback, but if we don't honor and take in the feedback, we may stop, we may get stuck, we may waste time, we may create conflict where no conflict is needed, right? I'm arguing with the feedback person, or in essence, really just not make the best use of our time and efforts in moving forward. So when we get feedback, you must be grateful for it in all forms, right? No matter what the feedback is, no matter how it's being delivered, no matter what you think about the person delivering it, if you're getting feedback, that is a positive. And when something comes into our lives that's positive, then we need to be grateful for it because the more grateful we are for things, the more we're going to get it. So as I mentioned before, though, we don't have to act on all feedback, but we must acknowledge it. We must accept it. And like I said, we must be grateful for it. So we need to let the source of the feedback know that you're grateful for it and that you'll take it into consideration. We'll acknowledge it, right? This is the only way that you're going to continue to get the feedback that you need to improve it. So when you get that one-star review, going out and responding and trying to plead your case uh, and um, you know tell them why they're wrong, guess what's gonna happen? A, you're not gonna get any more feedback. They're just gonna go away, go somewhere else. B, other people are gonna read that and they're not even going to bother doing business with you because they're like, oh, man, if something doesn't go well, I'm going to get attacked. So I'm out. Um, and, and so if we get that one star review, we respond to it. We acknowledge it. We accept it with grace and say, we really appreciate the feedback. This will really help us do better in the future. And, and then you could say, you know, and, and here's, here's where we were challenged to be able to do those things that you suggested. Right. So if you have any further solutions, we'd love to hear it. 
right? And, and that way we're accepting, we're acknowledging it. Doesn't mean again, that we have to act on it, right? Maybe the artwork just sucked and there was nothing you could do about it and you couldn't explain it to them, right? And say, this is what the challenge is. And, and this is, and we haven't figured out how to overcome that challenge yet. So any other additional feedback would be mu much more helpful, right? And, and that's how, how you'll continue to get more feedback. And then guess what? You'll get better feedback, right? So if you're having that call with an upset customer and you start attacking them or start putting it back on them, guess what's going to happen? They're going to get more angry or they're going to shut down and you're not going to solve anything. So when you can just stop, listen, say, oh, I, you know, even repeat it back to them. Okay. So this is what I'm hearing you say, is this correct? And then, you know, they'll either say yes, or they'll correct again. Right. And then go, okay. So I, I think I get it. I think this is what the challenge was. And then once they've agreed to that, then you say, okay, well, here was my challenge on my end. And so if you have any solutions that you could help me with to be able to overcome this, you know, what could we do to make this right? And who knows what you're going to get to there, but that is going to move you forward, right? Again, we don't have to act on all of it. It may just be not the right time, not the right moment, not the right customer, but now guess what? You've just got feedback. Don't do business with that type of customer any longer. It's not right for you, <laughs> right? So boom, that's a win. We're moving forward, even though it feels like we're taking a step backwards. So, um, all right. So that's how we accept feedback. And let me just, uh, um, here's another one. Uh, Chuck mentioned making excuses why things happen, uh, why things happened, right? That's, that's countering. Yes, that's perfect, Chuck. Thank you. And then Jerry shared, uh, I think it really matters who the feedback comes from. Mom always said I did great no matter what. Absolutely. So there you go. You need to go get some positive feedback. Uh, mom, spouse, you know, I mean, my wife is incredible. And I know that when I'm feeling down, I can go to her and she's going to tell me how great I am. And I love that feedback, right? Sometimes I'm like, uh, I need to hear the real, right? So you got to go <laughs> find that somewhere else. And that, that's, that's perfect, right? Um, and she'll provide it when I ask for it too, right? Because I say, hey, this is what the challenges I'm having. Let, let's get some feedback, right? So, um, but one thing I would uh, kind of, I guess, warn here, Jerry, or maybe just put out just so we can be clear because Sometimes we go into something with like, oh, you know, this person is always complaining, blah, blah, blah. And you've already shut down their feedback before they've even stated it. So we have to like leave, leave all of our preconceived notions at the door, accept the feedback. Again, not saying act on it and then make your decision. Okay. Well, that person's just having a rough day. That person um, might not understand. And that's okay. I value them taking the time to give me the feedback. Thank you so much. I've acknowledged it. I appreciate it. And then you move on. Right. So I, I know that's not what you're saying, Jerry, but I just want to make sure that we're clear for everybody else here that, um, you know, don't let who that feedback's coming from get in the way of you accepting and acknowledging that feedback. Um, okay. Jerry question, I believe here, are people more likely to leave negative are people more likely to leave negative if they are angry, but if they're happy, they may not leave feedback. Uh, that, that is absolutely true, Jerry. I think you're, you're, you're stating that, or maybe it's a question. Um, 
yeah, you're going, yeah, people that have had a, a, a just a, a good result, they're, they're not very likely to leave feedback, right? Um, now, people who have had a amazing result and an unexpected result and an unexpectedly positive result, and that's what you should be going for with, with your customers is set the expectations and then over deliver on those. And when you over deliver and they get an unexpected positive result, they are more likely to leave feedback. And guess what? That feedback is then going to be very useful as a form of testimonial, right? Because then you can, that, that, that passion for working with you will show, you can share that with others and they'll have that unexpected result. Um, so that's a, that's a really good point, Jerry. Thanks for sharing that. All right. We talked about accepting it. We, so, sorry, we, we first talked about what it is and, and why it's so valuable. And then we've talked about how do we actually accept feedback with, with gratitude and grace, right? So let's get into the last part of this here. We need to explore how feedback that is telling us that we're failing can be used to turn things around. So as I did that on course, off course, right? We talked about the fact that I was actually off course most of the time. That that first mission to the moon, they had a mechanism inside the ship that helped them determine if they were on course or off course, just like I had Kyleen help me determine if I was on course or off course. And um, as they traveled towards the moon, if you broke it down into the all of the time and then the percentage of time that they were actually directly pointed at where they were going, the percentage of time that they were on course was lower than the percentage of time that they were off course. So they had mechanisms. They did a few um, planned burns. They planned to be off course even. And so they did some planned burns to recorrect their course along the way. And um, they eventually landed on the moon and reached their goal. So when we are attempting to be successful, not every single thing we do has to be perfect. The way to achieve success is not to avoid errors along the way. It's doing anything the first, the second, or even third time we do things we'll make mistakes. Maybe the hundredth time we do it, we might make a mistake, but that is how we learn. There is no such thing as failure. There is really only a delay in results. If, if you're not willing to quit, if you're persistent, if we go back to being willing to do the work, there is no such thing as failure. There is only a delay in results. Now, one of the things that I love about the success principles is we take some of these common words like fear and fail and we turn them into acronyms to truly define them, right? So we've got fear. If you, if you guys haven't heard this one, fear just stands for a fantasized experience appearing real, right? We also have fail, which stands for first attempt in learning. First attempt in learning, right? And even if it's the second or third attempt in learning, it is that first attempt in learning with that current amount of ability, skill, and knowledge that you have. And whether you like this or not, that is the truth. Everybody is doing the very best that they can with their current level of skill, knowledge, and ability. 
with what they're doing, right? Even people that maybe had done something that we all think is a terrible thing, right? They were doing now, should they have maybe gone and gotten some more skill, knowledge, and ability? That's debatable. But in that moment, they were doing the very best that they could with their skill, knowledge, and ability, right? So for you, you have to recognize that, right? A failure should not bury you under the covers, hiding out from the world for however long that is, right? Yes, things don't go well. I'm not saying that you should always just go, well, okay, who cares, right? It, it is just fine to go, gosh, darn it, be a little bit upset. But as soon as you can get into the, what did I learn from that attempt in learning, as soon as you could get into that, what did I learn from that phase, the quicker you're going to get to your goals. So uh, Michelle says, I love feedback, but have a hard time getting my customers to give it even when I ask. So let's, let's do this, Michelle. And, and I don't, did you read my outline? Were, were you skipping ahead, Michelle? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is actually a perfect lead in because, um, we do have to be willing to ask and, and Michelle is clearly willing to ask, which is great. Um, a lot of times what'll happen is when we talked about with, with what Jerry had mentioned a little bit earlier, when they've had a positive experience that they had an experience that they expected. Yes. It's going to be hard to get them to leave feedback, right. To give us feedback. So my guess is you're doing a great job for them. They're busy and you know, there's People are going to do the very minimum possible, right? That, that's what they want to do, especially when they are the customer. They don't want, we need to take all the friction out of it for them, right? So a um, couple things, A, you know, figure out if you can incentivize them in, in some way, shape or form, right? Give a discount if they leave, give you feedback. Um, but then the other part is we have to make it really easy for them to leave feedback, right? To, to say, Hey, would you, you know, reply or, or just leave it wide open and, and make it, put it on their shoulders to go here, leave feedback, right? So is there a tool on your website where they can, you know, hit the n number of stars and leave a quick little review? Um, is something like that, maybe that could like, Amazon does a really good job of getting feedback because they make it really easy to give feedback, right? And and they they ask for it. So that's one thing. And I'm not, that's not really where, where I was heading with it, Michelle. And I'm sure you probably do a great job at a lot of those things. So we can probably get a little deeper into what might be happening there. But let me let me leave you with this other thing here too, because um, this might also help. When you make it very simple for them and you make it very easy and powerful for them, and you take out the, you know, cause they're, they might have a little bit of negative feedback. And again, maybe like us, when we've accepted feedback in not such a great way, right. And, and everybody's done it and everybody will do it. Right. So when you're on the other side of that and you're delivering the feedback and somebody gets mad at you, somebody argues with you, somebody just seems to melt and you feel like you just crushed them. Right. You kind of like stop giving feedback. Right. So how do we make it easy and take that conflict out of it? So I learned this in the success principles from Jack Canfield, uh, the best question you can ask. And it goes like this. You only ask him two questions and, and 
make it super simple. So two questions. First question, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the highest, how would you rate the service product thing, presentation, seminar, small business Saturdays, right? On a scale of one to 10, how would you rate this small business Saturdays episode today? And then you, the follow-up question to that is, and this is it, two questions. Follow-up question to that is, if the answer is not a 10, what could I have done to make it a 10 for you, right? So now you're taking out all the conflict. You're taking out all of the, you know, criticism feel to it. I'm just looking for suggestions. I'm just looking for help with a solution because I want to deliver 10s to you. So if the answer is not a 10, what could I have done to make it a 10 for you? And this is so powerful that you can use this in so many different ways. I mean, you can use this in your relationships, right? And, and this is something that my wife and I talked about. We, we haven't done it all that much, and maybe we need to add that into our routine. Um, but I know people, Jack Canfield, for example, talks about how every week he and his wife get together and they ask themselves that question. This last week, as far as our relationship went, on a scale of one to 10, where was I? And if it wasn't a 10 and they've been able to be open with each other, right? And, and share with each other and learn from each other, right? So you can use it in relationships. I actually use it internally for myself. At the end of each day, I think about what just happened for the day. And I ask myself on a scale of one to 10, how would I rate this day? And then if it's not a 10, what could I have done? What, what are the solutions, right? So if my day was an eight and um, it was because I wasn't very focused, my energy was down. Um, and then I dig into the root of it and go, well, yeah, because I only got five hours of sleep last night and I haven't gotten my butt out of the chair and I'm putting on some weight, right? So what could I do? Well, I could go ahead and um, get a little bit more sleep, get a little more exercise, eat a little more healthy, right? And again, just like the feedback before, I don't have to act on all of it. I'm just acknowledging it. I'm just grateful for that knowledge that, yeah, maybe I should get a little more sleep or whatever. Hi, I'm Kyleen, and you're listening to an episode of the Small Business Saturdays podcast. Do you want to subscribe to the Small Business Saturdays podcast? Head over to smallbusinesssaturdayspodcast.com. There are tons of ways to subscribe. Click on your favorite and grab all the information about growing your small business. Michelle says, love the star idea. Um, and then she says, definitely we'll try asking the two questions, maybe in a poll form on social media. That's a great idea. Um, so one of the other things that I found is like, if you, you put it like as a, as a form where um, there are ways that you could like build it, like where it's a radio button on a scale of one to 10, how was the X? And then anything that doesn't hit a 10, then it next rolls up that little box where, um, where you say, if not a 10, what could we have done? What could I have done to make this a 10 for you? Right. And so that's a way, but like a, a poll on social media, that would be cool. Um, it doesn't have to be a one to 10, by the way, just a little <laughs> insider pro tip. It could be a one to five. It could be, you know, I, five, three, maybe minimum. Right. So then there's a, not good, mediocre, and great, but scale, scale of one to five. So that, yeah, have that poll. 
scale of one to five, how would you rate your interactions with us? How would you rate the products that you receive from us? And then you could say, and if it wasn't a five, could you please, would you be willing or however you want to ask that? You have to speak in your, your voice, your language, and, and that matters, right? Um, if it is not a five, what could we do to make it a five? And I think you'll get a lot of great feedback out of that. I think that's a, that's a really great idea, Michelle. So, and thanks for sharing that with everybody else too. All right. So I think we've covered it all. Um, I want to, I want to close up this with a, a little bit of a encouragement to take some action here. Um, I want you guys to jump on and I'm going to, and I, and I know I'm going to keep drumming on this thing because I think we can make this a very powerful tool for ourselves here. So you know what? Uh, Todd always uh, says that it, it's so fetch. I actually had to look that up, but you know what? Nope. We're making it a thing. I don't care. Um, so I want you to jump on volley, right? And I'll see if I can find the banner over here for this and it should be in here somewhere. Yep. There we go. So if you'll go to osg.link forward slash volley, and there's the app on the phone. They also have a desktop app. It's both on iOS and this is an Android phone. So you're going to go and you're going to end up in the success principles. Uh, this is the, our success group, success principles, discussion, business discussion. As you can see, we've got success principles. We've got to introduce yourself, daily gratitude, business success tips, random. Um, there's even some more down there. Uh, if there's any feedback that anybody wants to give about our success group or what we're doing here, uh, Wanderlust is, you know, if you're out there doing something cool, we want to see it. Um, and then ask us anything. Anyhow, got all those channels in there. So my request, my action for you to get into this whole idea of feedback here is head over, get in there, get on volley. Even if you don't know what the heck it is, try it. Anyhow, I'll, I'll give you feedback. It's all good. Um, First and foremost, go to the introduce yourself channel. We've got to start there. We need to know who everybody. And this is, we're trying to make this community of lots of people, right? And so just introduce yourself. What do you do? What problems do you solve for your customers? And then once you've done that, I want you to then head into the success principles channel right at the top. Well, and where it is on yours might be a little bit different because it's the most recent one that you were active in, but find the success principles channel there. And I'd like you to list off five actions you know you need to take for your business that you will commit to taking within the next seven days, All right? And, and to really prove and, and take ownership of your own success and that you're ready to commit to that action, I want you to do it today, before the end of the day today, today. So whenever you're listening to this, if you're listening in live now on this Saturday, then it's got to be on Saturday. Whenever you listen to this for the first time, do it today osg.link forward slash volley, then this is a community that believes that a rising tide will lift all boats. And I'd also ask you to take the action of looking at other people's notes and lists and then give them some feedback. It could be positive. Hey, that's so great. That's so cool. I love that you're working on that. Can you tell me more about this? Just, just give them some feedback. It could be, huh, I don't understand that. Could, could you explain it a little bit more, right? Feedback, that's feedback, feedback, feedback. So get in there, give each other feedback, positive or even sharing that constructive criticism. But as we talked about, we can't get feedback unless we take action. So I need to inspire you to take action first. 
And this is not an easy action, right? I get it, right? You have to pick the phone up and stick it in your face and say, hey, I'm Aaron Montgomery. These are the actions I'm going to take. I want some feedback. Not easy. I understand that, right? I know that I do it a lot. And so I've built up that self-confidence to be able to do it. But I wasn't always there. And I know people that have had a really hard time getting there. And that's okay. You're doing the very best with your current ability, knowledge, all of that stuff in that moment. But you're only going to get better by surviving a risk. And doing a volley on a group that currently has 23 members in it, right? There's only 23 people are going to see this right now. You might be 24, 25, 26. Um, and that's okay, right? The, the cool part about volley is it's so informal. I mean, I've rolled out of bed, look like uh, I've been run over by a truck, hair everywhere. It's kind of, I mean, honestly, right now, hair is everywhere. You know, it's a, it's a bad hair day and that's okay. It is who I am. <laughs> I'm good with that. And, you know, I mean, heck, there's people that like you're looking up their nose and uh, bad lighting. That's the cool part about volley. It's so informal. It's not meant to be this like curated. Oh, my God, I'm uh, look perfect. Have this great introduction. It's a pop in, share, engage, pop out. Right. OK, so um, I, I'm, I'm not here to pitch volley. I'm here to pitch you into taking action. And, and, and I know that that's a little bit of a tough action for a lot of people. So I want to push you outside of your comfort zone into your actions too. And so we're going to get on there and we're going to talk about the five actions that we're going to take so that we can be getting feedback on them, right? What, what five actions are you going to take this week that then you can be open to feedback for? Deal? Are we on? Who's in? Who's going to do it? I'll take a look, right? OSG.link forward slash volley. And that'll do it. All right, you guys. Well, thank you so much for your time here this morning. Hopefully this was a super valuable 45 minutes for you. Uh, feedback is such an important key. Next week, we're going to get into tracking success. We're going to measure what we want and, and remove what we don't want, right? So we're going to actually start tracking the feedback. We're going to say, hey, here's our goal check the box and then be able to review and go, oh man, I need to actually do a little bit more work on this. I'm not quite there yet. Or, oh, cool. That's going better than I expected. Uh, maybe I could focus on some other things or maybe I need to increase my goal, right? So next week, we're going to talk about tracking success. We have to keep score, not as a way to compare, not as a way to feel bad about not getting there, but as a way to understand where we're at and what we've got to do more of. So that's what we're going to talk about next week. And um, let's get after it and uh, have a great week. Have a great Saturday, everybody. And I will talk to you guys next week when we talk about tracking success. Thanks for tuning into another episode of Small Business Saturday Podcast. We appreciate having you as part of the community of listeners. Tune in for the live video sessions at facebook.com slash aaronmontgomery.info to become part of the active community. You can contact me directly at aaron at montcoconsulting.com. Thanks again for listening.